Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to Taking Over the Photo Pit, a music photography podcast held by me, Boston Schultz, where I interview badass music photographers. And today, I'm so excited, we're sitting down with Betsy, who is a Nashville music photographer. And I've been stalking her work on Instagram for quite a while, which is why I wanted to reach out and talk to her, because she has these bright, very colorful, very beautiful portraits and live music photos. Like everything that she does is so vibrant and beautiful and it really captures my eye and makes me like, I don't know, there's something about her work that just stands out so much to me. So I really wanted to sit down and chat with her and I'm so excited for this episode. So we're just gonna jump right into it. Hey Betsy, I am so excited to sit down with you today because I've been following your work on Instagram and I'm just like obsessed and I wanted to talk to you about it and I'm so happy that you were able to sit down with me, especially since you're in Nashville and I don't think that I've talked to someone in the Nashville industry yet. So I'm so excited to hear your point of view and just hear your story. So let's start off with just how you got started in the music industry and how you got started in concert photography. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me, Boston. This is awesome. I love being able to chat with you about this. Um, I'm going to get my notes out. (laughs) I got started in taking photos when I was in high school, actually. So yearbook, sophomore year, my yearbook teacher was like, hey, there's this camera for sale at Best Buy's for like $200. You should totally go get it because I think you have a good eye. And I was like, all right, cool. So I went and got a Canon T3 with a kit lens. And I took it to what we have in Nashville called writer's rounds. And they basically just bring different songwriters that write the songs you hear on the radio for country artists. They come and they play their original versions of them to a crowd and they get to kind of see the reaction of a certain song, if it's something that they're about to pitch or if there's something they want to hold for their own use. And it's just an amazing experience. And I had a friend who played for a rocket to the moon at the time. His name was Justin Richards. And now he plays for Dan and Shay, which is an amazing oh, awesome. jump. Yeah. So he was doing a writer's round at Tin Roof, which is like this little bar and like a bar strip. And I was like, okay, cool. Like I'm going to go. Like I had to leave before 10 o'clock because I was under 21. They kicked <laughs> me out. It was beautiful. But That was the first time I ever decided to take my camera with me to a show. And he was like, oh, cool. And I showed him my pictures and he's like, those are awesome. And I was like, well, I've never done this before. And he like posted one of the first pictures I ever took. And I was like, I've loved you guys since I was like a little small middle schooler. And you posted my picture like that's so cool. And that was kind of my first experience of being like, well, maybe I can capture moments for people that are special and do something with them. Yeah. And it just kind of, it grew off of that. And then I just got started with Rocket Town, which is a local venue here that had a lot of the pop punk and warp tour and like emo scene shows come to town. And they just really brought me into the family there. And they were like, okay, cool. You can come and shoot whatever shows you want and just come and do your thing and do your best. And they were really influential in a lot of young people in Nashville who were kind of lost and looking for a community. And that was just such a beautiful time of my life to be able to go and be young and be around all these artists that I had looked up to and wanted to work with and have the opportunity to yeah and then just kind of kept growing from there oh my gosh I love it so your first dive into photography was directly into concerts 
Yeah, it was literally the first time I took my camera anywhere was a show because it was all I went to. It was all that I did. I was like, okay, my next show is on this date. Like, I can't wait. I can't wait. And just, it happened. I love that. I love that. And, like, were you just, you had friends in the music scene that you were, you know, in the music scene? Or, like, how did did music kind of draw you into the music industry? So I was selling merch for a band, like going out on the weekends and like figuring out if being in the music industry was something that I wanted. Like my parents were like, we fully support you, but we want to make sure that you know what you're getting yourself into. Uh So we found this super amazing group of girls who had just graduated from Belmont University here in Nashville and they were going on tour. And I was like 15 at the time and they were like, yeah, we'll totally take you with us. See if you like being on the road, see if you can handle the pace of it. And I absolutely fell in love with that aspect of being able to travel and being able to see places and being able to be part of the music industry in a little teeny tiny sliver of what I was experiencing. Yeah. And oh then my gosh. I just made friends. That's so incredible that your parents were like that supportive and like helping. Yeah, they were absolutely amazing. That's awesome. So have you gone on like numerous tours like since or like have you been diving more into the touring part of it or are you kind of like localized to Nashville? So I did go out. I went on Warp 2016, which was a really fun experience. I only stayed out for a couple weeks just because it ended up being really grueling and my health wasn't what it should have been at the time. Mm -hmm. And I made the choice for myself, my mental health, my physical health. I was like, this is an amazing opportunity. I went and I lived it. I did it. I did my part, but I need to take a step back for my own sanity and health right now. And that was kind of the last of it. Before that, I went out with a band called Chunk No Captain Chunk, which were they're a French band and they were signed to Fearless Records and they were super, super fun to work with. And since then I've started just really focusing on the Nashville scene. I shoot for a local venue called Mercy Lounge and we have you know a ton of shows that come through there and there's three different venues in housed in that venue. Okay. So there's just a huge variety of artists that come through there and that's been so amazing to get to see everyone. I mean, obviously pre-pandemic coming through. there and just focusing on a lot of new people that are in town like I know we're gonna hopefully talk about that a little bit more yeah but just kind of getting whatever comes and like I'll travel every now and then like Atlanta has a lot of good shows that come through there because unfortunately Nashville is a b market for shows still which is crazy yeah So, like, most of the tours either go through Atlanta or go through Indianapolis or like St. Louis Okay. So Nashville kind of gets left out sometimes, so I'll have to travel every now and then, (laughs) which I still love by all means. I'm like, give me somewhere to go. Let me take some pictures. Of course. Yeah. Let's let's just dive into talking about Nashville, because one of the reasons that I love talking to people and through quarantine, I think that I mentioned this is that like I get to talk to people, you know, across the world and I've heard from a lot of people that like when they graduate high school or graduate college they're like where should I move to and start like my music industry career and that's like a big part of it and like hearing from others like what the scenes are like and everything and you hear a lot of people move to New York and LA but I've heard a lot of people lately talking about Nashville um I think it's mostly because like our rent is so expensive and I don't know what Nashville rent is but I'm assuming that it's a little cheaper than just a little barely we're barely hanging on these days (laughs) 
but I like kind of wanted to hear about the music scene in Nashville. I find it very strange that you're saying that it's like a kind of like a B list for shows. I would think that like most major tours would go through Nashville. So are you shooting a lot of like um, local bands, like up and coming artists? Like what is the music scene like really founded on in Nashville? Yeah, so obviously our roots are in country music, and that's Mm -hmm. something that no one can deny that Nashville is music (laughs) city because of bluegrass and country, and that Mm -hmm. I do get the opportunity to work in country sometimes, and that is so fun because it's so different from everything that I've been used to with like the alternative and rock scene. Mm -hmm. Just the, the demeanor of everyone, everyone's like, oh yeah, like we're we're Nashville and we're yeehaw. And then you turn around and and you look and there's, you know, everyone wearing black. And that's kind of where I've resided for most of my, my career. But I mean, the, the roots of country music are definitely still here and they're very strong and they are, they're influencing a lot of up and coming artists that aren't necessarily being defined under the country category. And I mean, I think the first of those that kind of came out of the Nashville scene was probably Paramore. Mm -hmm. Like they're from like 30 minutes south of Nashville. And like, who would have thought that this alternative band was gonna come from this country world? And that's Mm -hmm. kind of where like them, and I feel like um, Cage the Elephant has a few members that are from here and just kind of interesting little glimpses of the alternative scene that have started to become more and more prevalent over the years. But shows-wise that are coming to Nashville, I mean, we had, up until the pandemic, Mercy Lounge, which is where I was shooting House for, we were getting a lot of good shows. Like, we had Motion City Soundtrack on their 20th, like, right before it all ended. And, like, the week that we had the lockdown, I went to a couple shows right before everything (laughs) hit. And it was was Dan and Shay at Bridgestone Arena, which was absolutely amazing, with um, a band called The Band Camino opening, which are local boys, again, that are kind of taking a little bit of the country influence and putting it into a more alternative front. And mm-hmm. they have blended them so well. They are just absolutely fantastic. I cannot say enough about how good they are. But there's, you know, another one that I think about of my local friend-based bands. There's a great one called Jet Black Alley Cat that are national based that are this like groove pop rock and like a disco pop band called the Foxies that are absolutely fantastic. Just there's so many different varieties. It's not just country anymore. And I really yeah. appreciate that because I remember growing up and going like to Broadway with my parents and it was all just like bluegrass in every single bar. And I didn't grow up listening to country even though I'm born and raised here. Like my parents <laughs> were both very rock influenced. My dad was like, you're gonna listen to the Beatles and you're gonna listen to Led Zeppelin. And I was like, okay, cool. Like that's kind of where I lied. And I was like, why is it all so country? Like where is the where's the change? And then the change started to come and it was just like, oh, we're getting in on this as, as the change is happening. Yeah. And I feel like I sort of got in at a good time when like the dynamic started to change in Nashville, but people move here left and right. I mean, there's so many opportunities and I mean, there's so many shows, so many like writers around, so many little like pop-up bars that people can perform in and you never know who's going to be standing in the crowd listening to you. And I think that's like a big drive for people that are coming here to play little shows and little like bars and smaller venues that are like, oh, well, we don't know if, you know, Scott Borchetta from Big Machine is gonna be standing in the crowd, which he's notorious for going out and just like finding random shows to go to. Wow. And just the opportunity of, you don't know what if or who might be listening or who you might co-write with next that might be the next big song. Yeah. 
there's so much I think with Nashville that I went to visit a few years ago and I fell in love with the city for one of the main reasons being that like you can walk down and go from bar to bar and see so many different types of music, listen to just incredible up and coming artists or like a big band. And here in LA, it's like, we have the Sunset Strip, which has like a few venues that are, you know, sticking onto it. But Mm -hmm. like, you kind of have to be dedicated into like going to that venue. It's not like where you can just pop in, grab a drink at one bar and then walk over to the next and hear band after band which I really loved in Nashville and I was very curious about like if that opens up a lot of work are all of these artists that are playing these like shows and these bars and stuff are they like normally looking for photographers are there a lot of photographers that just kind of like show up and like learn I guess because I feel like you could probably pop in there with your camera with no restrictions and get some experience Mm -hmm, Totally. I have a friend who plays on a bar on Broadway like once a week and you can just go in, take pictures, whatever. And like he's brought me out a few times to do it. And I'm just like, this is amazing. This is free. Like it's not, you know, nothing against the three song limit, but you know, you get to be there for the whole set and kind of be free to do whatever. And, you know, and across the street, you know, it's another friend that's playing and, you know, Caddy Corner, it's someone else that we know that's playing. And these are all guys that are trying to make their way into the scene and it's like okay I want to be there and help you capture whatever this beginning point or this midpoint or wherever your next step is going to be yeah yeah and that's something beautiful yeah I'm like I've gotten to to see so many friends go from like playing little teeny tiny bars to like 15 people to you know playing an arena or playing like a sold out 2000 cap venue it's Mm -hmm. just the growth that's available in this city for artists and photographers alike, being able to just, you know, pop in somewhere or, you know, have a full scale show or have a full scale production that you're working for. Like just the scale and the variety in the city is insane. So you were mentioning before that you work with a venue as like a house photographer. Can you tell us more about that? Like how that came about and like what you did? I'm sure that some of that has changed with COVID. I'm sure that there's like shutdowns and stuff in your area, but I want to hear a little bit more about like this like house photography gig. Yeah, so it was actually really crazy how it happened to me. I was shooting at another venue one night. I was waiting in the box office to get my photo pass. And this guy came up to me. He was like, hey, are you a photographer? And I was like, yeah. He's like, cool, I run this blog. And I was like, okay, cool. He's like, I'll follow you. And I was like, cool, I'll follow you. Whatever, awesome. And he's like, oh, well, I have a friend who is the head of social media at Mercy Lounge, and she's looking to add new photographers to her roster. And I just looked at your page right now, and he's like, I think you would be perfect for that opportunity. (laughs) And I was like, sure, awesome. Okay, so I reached out to Sam at Mercy Lounge, and she was like, awesome, we will totally bring you on board. She was like, whatever shows you want, put in for them. We'll take care of it. And it's been, I mean, I only got to do that for probably six to eight months or so before the lockdown happened. Mm -hmm. So I'm ready for whenever things open back up to get back to doing that at Mercy because the team there is awesome. And it's a super historic venue. Absolutely gorgeous. So many good people come through there. I can't say, again, I can't say enough good things about that place either. That's awesome. I love that some random person just came up to you and it led to something so incredible. 
and like I, that's kind of what I mean by like be be just like open to whatever like anyone yeah. that comes up to you be nice to them and like like kind of like with the artists like you never know who's going to be standing in the room listening it's like For you sure. never know who you're going to talk to that could you know you could help them or they could help you or you could connect or like fellow creators that you can produce content with just there's so many opportunities yeah yeah for sure i want to talk a little bit about covid because i know that like the united states is a hot mess right now but i mean it's a, a like pretty heavy lockdown here in la we haven't had really anything going about so like how is the industry in nashville getting impacted like, how are you personally doing? And like, what are you trying to accomplish or not accomplish during COVID? Or not accomplish, that's a very good point. Um, so I stayed home for the first few months very, very intensely. Uh, I have asthma and I didn't want to like catch it and I didn't know oh, yeah, what all sure. what what all went into, you know, being at high risk or how mm-hmm. we could best protect ourselves. So like, I know come like July-ish, I think we started to have shows again on Broadway, just limited, like 50 people are allowed in the bar, like you have to be seated, you have to wear a mask. But for me, I'm actually getting to go to my first in-person show on Wednesday, which is amazing because it's been since March and it's going to be 30 people masked, six feet apart. Yeah. You know, it'll be interesting to see what that looks like and what the environment is. I know we've had a few pod shows here. There's a place called The Caverns, which is like a cave. And I think Jason Isbell in the 400 played like pod style where it was like you buy a pod and it's like you and four friends can be here and you have to like wear your mask if you go to the bar wear your mask if you go to the restroom and I know that there's been a couple in Nashville that have been like that as well so not really any any shows per Mm se that have been you know anything close to our standard of normal but excited to see what what the the smaller capacity limited attendees masked up see what happens yeah. Catch the vibe of what that looks like because that's kind of what our future is. Yeah. I would like to think. And of course, now with all of the live stream shows that have been happening, I jumped on board with an amazing live stream team at Hello TV. Hello with three O's, Hello O O O TV. And they have been amazing with creating engaging content for people to consume right now. I mean, I've seen a lot of live stream shows, not going to, you know, rag on anyone, but that are just one static camera sitting there capturing Mm -hmm. the entire scene. And we wanted to, like, that just doesn't have the energy of a show that a show should be putting off. We wanted to be there and move around and feel the energy of the people around us and feel the energy of the music that they're creating for us to listen to and really do a good job of capturing the closest thing that we can to the energy of a live show and being able to give that to an audience yeah yeah I love that I saw that on your Instagram and I was like we got to talk more about this so like how did you start working with them was it like a networking thing that you guys like found each other um and like what what is like your role when it comes to working with them and like the live streaming shows Yeah, so I'm their still photographer, so I take the photos of the show that you'll see online, and I take behind-the-scenes content. Got it, got it. And I started with them, oh my gosh, it's been like three months ago now, maybe? And Paris Vizone, who was shooting for Newfound Glory when I met her, she reached out to me. She was like, hey, are you still Nashville-based? And I was like, I sure (laughs) am. She's like, well, we're coming to Nashville to do a live stream show series. 
and we didn't know how long it was going to last or what it was going to look like but i was like hey any show i'm absolutely on board so her and the co-creator eric rogers they have done such an amazing job at putting together a team of people that are creating shows and keeping music alive as best as we can right now that's awesome it's just been absolutely amazing to see to have a crew around you and to have people and to have music and to be able to give these artists the opportunity to play shows because so many of them every single one of them like thank you guys so much because we haven't gotten a chance to play a show like some of them hadn't even gotten the chance to be together in person (laughs) yeah and I was like this is beautiful I'm so glad that we can do something for musicians and we're really focusing on local Nashville artists oh that's great yeah so we're bringing up-and-coming artists that want to get their name out or people that have album releases coming up or whatever the whatever the thing is but we really are focusing on artists that are based in Nashville I love that I did one uh like live streaming show as a still photographer here in LA and I just thought it was the weirdest experience it's so funny but very strange it's like I'm like sitting in the crowd and I'm like should I'm the only one here. Should I should I clap? Like, am yes. I supposed to cheer between? <laughs> yes, I feel that totally. I know. I'm back there. I'm like silent cheering. Yeah, we love that. But it is. It's very strange. But it's also it's nice to have some sense of normalcy to be like, wow, I'm doing For the sure. thing again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, let's dive in a little bit more about like what you've done when it comes to music photography I love hearing other people just kind of like brag about themselves so like I would love to hear like your personal like biggest accomplishment or something that like you've done that you hold dear to your heart like I just love hearing people like be like I got to do this and it was super exciting so if you could share some of those moments we love celebrating successes with our people yes. and I appreciate that about you. That's so nice. Um, the first opportunity that comes to mind was a couple years ago, I got the opportunity to work with the Goo Goo Dolls at the Ryman Auditorium in Nashville. And oh my gosh. first off, the Goo Goo Dolls, like, come on, how legendary, how amazing. And I got that gig through my friend Acacia Evans, who works with us on Hello TV. She wasn't in town and they had reached out to her and she said, hey, I know somebody who's going to be perfect for this and sent them my contact and I got an email from the press team of the Goo Goo Dolls and I was like, is this real life? This is amazing. <laughs> and they gave me full access to shoot the whole show. Oh my god! It was insane. And the Ryman Auditorium is just an absolutely legendary, beautiful venue. It used to be a church and it was actually the first place that I ever went to a concert as a kid. I was like seven and my dad took me to see Allie and AJ and the Jonas Brothers in 2004. <laughs> Love it. And it was just the most beautiful thing. And the Ryman has held so many good experiences for me. The Goo Goo Dolls were beautiful and I've gotten the opportunity to work country radio seminar and they mm-hmm. have the Universal Music Group panel come and play there so a couple years ago it was like Luke Bryan, Darius Rucker, Chris Stapleton, Vince Gill, Keith Urban. Keith Urban smells amazing by the way everyone that has ever gotten near him has said that and I second it. Anyone who has gotten within 10 feet of him have been like Keith Urban smells amazing and I'm like y'all are crazy and I did it and I was like no Keith Urban smells amazing and the world needs to know. That's so funny. But it was just amazing to get to see all of these legendary artists beyond the stage that has held so many 
so many artists and so much history. It used to be where the, the Opry was, which the Grand Ole Opry was like a huge thing for Nashville. Mm-hmm. which is like all of the country artists and all of the country legends were part of the Grand Ole Opry. And it's an honor to be able to, you know, get to perform at the Ryman and the fact that I've gotten to be there with the Goo Goo Dolls. I got to be there with Cassidy Pope and Maren Morris on their female power tour, which was all about being empowered as a woman in the music industry. And they had like a lot of females on the crew and obviously Cassidy and Maren were both female co-headliners. Yeah. And it was just a great experience the Ryman, I cannot say enough about what a gorgeous physical location it is. The stained glass windows, the acoustics in the place alone are just... And I, I got the opportunity to finally stand on that stage last year. I was there working with Catfish and the Bottlemen, and I walked up during sound check, and I just got the chance to stand out on the stage, and I, I had a little tear because me, as a seven-year-old sitting in the audience, yeah, thinking wow, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. Who would have thought that like, you know, 14 years later, I would be standing there just like Mm -hmm. getting to experience it and getting that to be my life that I was living. Like it wasn't some just like crazy pipe dream. I was like, this is real and this is what I get to do. And how insanely blessed am I to get to do this? I love that. I love those little moments that you just like look back on and you're like, wow. Like, I'm actually doing the thing. Who would have thought that I right. could, you know, make it this far, do this, or whatever it is. I love that. <sighs> what a good Such little a good story. And you also, you made me, like, want to go to Nashville again. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to have should. to check out these, we should hang out. these venues. Nashville, let's hang out. Yeah, yeah we, can, we can have a show run once everything's open. <laughs> I would love that. Um, talking a little bit more about like music photography and like a career out of it it sounds like you've done so much stuff but like what what do you have in your mind as like next steps successes whatever that may be for you like what are your ultimate goals what are you trying to accomplish like I've talked before that like success means so many different things to so many different Mm -hmm. people and it could be doing more of what you're doing now doing less of what you're doing now it's like whatever it is I would love to hear from like your point of view like what are you leaning towards what do you want to do next and like what's in your like sight to go after yeah I mean if all of the lockdown stuff hadn't happened you know, I would still be heavily just going at music photography. And obviously Mm -hmm. that put a little bit of a dampener on it, but by no means am I ever going to leave my passion about music photography behind. Like, I think that's something that I want to keep with me. In fact, I know I want to keep it with me for the rest of my life, whether it be, you know, me having a kid and a family, you know, in 15 years or whatever. And like, oh, I only get to do like two shows a month, whatever. Like, it's something that I love and I get to be able to still do and it's something that's been with me and has been such an important part of my life for so long that Mm -hmm. it's never going anywhere but I would really love to get more into portraiture and almost like commercial music photography and entertainment and like I did an album cover a couple months ago and that was amazing to get to do and super fun and definitely a new realm of experience for me because I had never done anything like that. I would pretty much only done live shows or like a small promo shoot here and there. And I was like, okay, well maybe I could start doing this. And I've started you know, doing a little bit of design here and there and just kind of figuring out what I want to culminate together to make into my ultimate goal and dream plan, if you will. Uh-huh. I also recently... I say recently, about two years ago, I started working with a competitive cheer and dance 
photography company. Oh my god. Which has been so amazing. So it's kind of like touring, but a little bit different. Instead of touring with bands, I'm touring with kids that do competitive cheerleading, kind of like, and Netflix on cheer really brought a big face to what the cheer industry looks like. And that's pretty much what all of my weekends look like now. Even um, even (laughs) during all of this, I actually get to leave this weekend for my first gig after the pandemic lockdown. So it'll be very interesting to get to adjust and we've completely had to redesign our system. And I've really found an interesting passion in cheer and dance photography, which is very odd, but getting to see parents and kids be excited about a moment of success of being like oh we nailed this stunt or we nailed that toss or we looked amazing at this or I look awesome in this picture or what a great moment this was because we won xyz and we got to go do this because of that Uh and it's just again with capturing moments that are special to people and I think that's kind of always been what's drawn me to photography was oh, well, you get to capture this thing that if you weren't there, they might have a picture memory of it, but they're not going to have anything that they can show and talk about and really look back on and have a concrete memory of. Yeah. It's like, you know, you look back on your brain at memories and it's like, oh, they're a little bit foggy. I don't really remember. But like if you have a picture of something, where whether it be a physical picture or a digital picture, you know, you get to be like, oh, yeah, in that moment, I felt this. In that moment, I was you know, doing this, doing that and feeling good or feeling successful or feeling confident or whatever the emotion may be that they're experiencing. It's just so important to me to be like, oh, in that moment, this is how it was. Yeah, I love that. I feel like dance and cheer photography would like that meshes well in my mind with music Mm -hmm. photography maybe because like a lot of the bands that I like work with they're you know running around and like very Mm -hmm. active on stage so you're used to capturing all of that performance and like you said those split second moments and when you're like taking pictures for dance you know you like you mentioned you have those specific moves and everything that you're capturing and sharing those moments I love that That sounds so fun. Yeah, so the music photography background definitely helped me. I have two other girls that are on my team that are also music photographers. One of them is the one who actually brought me into this company, and one of them is a girl that I brought into this company to do photos for. And our boss absolutely loves us because we can capture really fast moving Uh people, objects, things. We can keep up with the pace of it. You know, we have to shoot. 400 pictures in 90 seconds with a 30 second turnaround between each team like we have to be able to go and go hard and be able to capture good stuff for each team consistently throughout the days yeah and we're used to that as music photographers we're you know oh we have to get this oh there's something happening on the left side and we need to pay attention to the right side and we're looking center but there's so much stuff happening around us and we have to try to capture all of these things and sometimes hopefully most of the time we'll successfully capture them yeah. <laughs> like, how awesome is that? Let's do it. We have four sets of eyes around our heads so we can pay attention to all the things. Yeah. Ah, I love that. I think that's so funny that you also mentioned doing, like, more, like, portrait work and stuff like that because I think that that's, like, on the totally other side of the spectrum. <laughs> it's so drastically different. It's having to pose and having to pay attention to every detail and you're creating the scenario versus just capturing yes. what's going on. It's, like... There's so much more not to to knock on the creativity that comes with capturing fast-moving musicians or cheerleaders Mm -hmm. or dancers or whatever, but when you're 
setting a scene for a still photo or a promo or whatever, you have to go and you have to think about from the very beginning, what is the ground level? What is the emotion? What are the pose? What is the colors? What is the lighting? What is the this? What is the that? And it just becomes this huge thing you have to create and it takes time and effort. And I think for me, I kind of struggle with that just because I'm not practiced at it. And I hope that as I continue to do that, that it'll become, you know, more of a second nature to me, just like, you know, shooting 400 pictures in 90 seconds is second nature to me. It's, you just go hard. Yeah, yeah, I totally feel all of that, because whenever I'm trying to pose anyone for something, I'm, like, so, like, self-conscious, because I'm, like, oh, I have to, like, now manipulate all of this instead of just, like, taking a photo of what's in front Absolutely. of me. Absolutely, I and, like, I totally yeah. agree with everything that you're saying, not minimizing, like, the work and the creativity that goes into live music photography and capturing active moments, but there's, like, something different in my brain that is, like, with setting up portraits, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. I actively have to practice this. Yeah, same. Absolutely. Uh, I love that. I'm, I now, I want to see all of your dance and cheer stuff. That's, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, I know. I need to, like, have a separate account for it. Actually, I think I have a highlights reel up on my page of some fun stuff that I've captured throughout the last couple seasons. I'll go so. check it out. That's so yeah. cool. I wanted to chat really quickly about, like, your Instagram and your photography style. Because one thing that, like, drew me to your work is, um, like, the colors of your work. And I'm going to try and explain this in a way that makes sense. So hopefully I do a good job. But I really prefer seeing like cool tone colors and I see a lot of photographers stick to like warm tones and when I was browsing through your Instagram because I follow you and have been for a while I don't know how long well I'll just say a while (laughs) but like you you have these beautiful pink tones and beautiful blue tones that like seem very I don't know they just like mesh well with like what I like to see and like I love the style love the look of it um you have like this kind of like glowy softness to a lot of your photos not saying that it's not sharp that's not what I mean but like the the I get it yeah I I, I feel like I'm explaining this poorly but there's something about your photos that like makes me very like calm and like attracted to those photos so I wanted to talk about your style how you like got started in your style how do you edit how do you like make sure that your photos all look the same and like just how did you come up with this because looking at your instagram to me it seems very unique like if one of your photos show up i'm like yeah it's betsy so i wanted to hear more about like how how did you learn to edit like this how did this come about and like how did it stick Thank you so much. First off, that is Uh absolutely so sweet to hear you say that. And yeah, the blues and the pinks, I don't really know where it came from. I think I was taking a class in college. I was taking an art class and we were talking about finding what our aura color is. And my professor was this like hippie that didn't wear shoes and he had like (laughs) long blonde hair and he was just such a great, great art professor. And through that class, I sort of dug within myself and studied behind the emotions of like a teal toned sort of vibe and Uh the positivity that comes with blues but also the sadness that can come with certain blues and how you can balance those two things and then I just looked at the color wheel and I was like okay what goes really well with this like tealy 
bright but not too aqua of a blue and I was like oh well, this sort of pink leaning towards purple but not completely purple and like I started to just throw them together and look at them and I was like okay well maybe this works and I had seen a couple other photographers on Instagram and I think I sort of pulled some inspiration from Brandon Woeful. I don't know how to say his last name, but he he kind of started with the the prisms and the really really heavy bokeh mm-hmm. and the bright vivid like cotton candy colors. And I was like, okay, I think I like this. Maybe I will do a little twist on it to make it my own uh-huh. and see if it sticks. And after that point, I started to get a couple people mentioning to me, hey, I really like your colors that's really cool and I was like well maybe if people like this this can be part of my brand and who I you know I want people like you said to be able to be scrolling and scroll past one of my pictures and be like oh yeah well that's one of Betsy's pictures which it's so nice to hear you say that because that's kind of been a goal of mine to be like oh well I wonder who's scrolling and stops for two seconds to see my picture if they know it's me because of my colors and I guess it has worked it has worked but I just I shoot relatively neutral on color temperature and then I just bring it into Lightroom and I bring it down a little bit cooler and then I just go down to the the hue saturation panel and I bring it over to a teal sometimes I'll bring the one on the very bottom where it's like shadows split tones I'll bring Mm -hmm. it over a little bit to the left but other than that I just kind of tweak the colors and then I'll usually pull up a reference photo from something that I've recently shot to make sure that the colors are the same and the tones are similar to keep my blues consistent. And that was something that I struggled with at the beginning was adjusting, you know, if I'm taking something in green light, how do I make this blue? If I'm taking something in blue light, I can make it a little bit aqua and it's not that difficult. Mm -hmm. It was like, how do I manipulate these colors and figuring out the color manipulation definitely took me a long time. But after practice and figuring it out, I kind of got the hang of being able to take whatever color I have and turn it into what I want, which is something that I worked hard at. And I'm, I'm proud to be able to say that. I love that. I think that's awesome that you have successfully done this. <laughs> thank like, you. Thank you. It, I think that your images look great. And I was, yeah, it's something that like I know a lot of people struggle with to try and find like a look at the beginning, that their colors yeah. are like the same, that everything matches set after set. And um I normally, like, highly recommend just, like, going into Lightroom and, like, playing around with the sliders until you find mm-hmm. something that, like, works with you. So I love the fact that you were just, like, yeah. yeah, Lightroom, split toning, like, all the hue and saturation. It's, like, really just, like, dive into Lightroom and play around with it and, like, legitimately play around with it and, like, slide That is around. what I did. I played around and I was like, oh, my God, this looks horrible. <laughs> Can't do that. Like, people were turning green and, like, the shadows were all blown out and all the highlights were just gone I'm like what is happening why is this happening and then you know eventually after butchering a few hundred photos I got something that looked similar to what I wanted yeah it takes it takes time but like you know when you nail something that like fits for you and works like with your vibe and what you want to accomplish it looks great You Thank you. It. Yeah, I, when I started, <laughs> thanks, I started adding prisms to my work after a little nice. bit, and that kind of brought a little bit more diversity to what I was shooting, because I was like, ah, oh, these are starting to look the same. I was like, mm. even though it's a different artist, like, especially when I was shooting the same venues over and over and over again, I was like, this is starting to get monotonous, and I want to change it up, and I 
again from Brandon Wolfel, he shoots with prisms. And I was like, yeah. well, maybe I can see what these are like. And I just randomly brought, bought a few off of Amazon and I brought them to a show. And I was like, well, this can bring some real change to what I'm doing. And I started to bring those in more and more. And now I'm about to post a few photos from this past season of Hello TV that has some really cool prism shots that Ooh. I captured successfully that I'm excited about. I'm excited to see them. Very cool. I love that you're like trying new things and like continually growing. Yeah, I think yeah. that's an important point for everyone in the music industry. It's like, we got to keep changing. Got to keep learning. Yeah, there's always something new. There's something new always around the next corner. And it's just a matter of like trying to be as new or as cutting edge or ahead of the cutting edge or slightly behind it, whatever it may be, but just constantly being open to changing and willing to do something different. Yeah, for sure. So I wanted to kind of like loop back a little bit to the music industry because I think that you mentioned that you started out when you were kind of young, going to yeah. concerts and everything. Um, I'm very curious because I hear a lot about like ageism in the industry and people not being like too acceptive of um, or accepting of younger people in the industry. So mm -hmm. I'm very curious about like whether or not you've experienced any like prejudices, whether it's ageism, sexism from like working in the industry. Have you felt like Nashville's pretty open and like you haven't had those issues or like I just kind of want to hear a background of like that kind of side of the industry, I guess. Yeah, so it's funny that you touched on is Nashville different? And I feel like part of that is because Nashville is different. There are so many kids that move here mm -hmm. as, you know, 12, 13 year olds and their parents are with them. And like people at venues, I feel like are more used to that. Got now, it. that doesn't mean that like everywhere is going to be like, yeah, if you're a kid, come on in. Yeah. But there is like a little bit of an edge taken off in that sense and I mean I was really young when I started and I was lucky that you know up until you know I was grown my mom went to shows with me to make sure that you know I wasn't getting you know absolutely you know beat up or bullied or whatever God, by yeah. whoever was around because that was like it was totally a feasible thing me being a young small Asian girl like what are you doing here <laughs> you don't belong here but luckily the community really I made so many friends like it was never for the most part was never like a oh what you don't belong here what are you doing here and like even being 15 when I got like my first opportunity to get, or I guess I was 16 when I got my first like big photo opportunity was the main which is like my favorite oh, band cool. all the way all the way through I had gone out to one of their shows and was talking to their manager. I was like, yeah, like I'm starting to do photography. Like I had just taken that photo of Justin at Ten Roof and they were, you know, tour buddies. And I was telling him about that. And he was like, well, if you want, like, since you're new, we can let you shadow our photographer if you want to come out to the next couple shows. That's awesome. And I was like, it was just the most drastically opposite thing of what I expected as a kid in the music industry. I didn't expect yeah. people to be willing to give me a chance or to be willing to be like, hey, if you want to learn about it, like this is this is how you do it and mm -hmm. give me good people to learn from. And it was, it was Adam L. Macias was who was on tour with them at the time. And I got to chat with him about photography and learn as much as I could and absorb as much as I could. And I was like, I'm a kid. And like, I still, I tell them, like I saw them last fall and I was telling them about my new job. And I was like, thank you guys so much for like, taking a chance on me when I was 
a punk ass kid. <laughs> like I didn't know that I was gonna be a photographer. Like that was something I wanted to do. Like it was just something I was interested in. And you guys were like, hey, we wanna fuel this for you if this is something you're passionate about. Yeah. And it was just, it was so nice to be able to not be looked at as, oh, well, you're just a kid, like, whatever. Because, I mean, they were, like, the same age as I was at the time when they started doing music. And I feel like part of that came from their understanding of being young in the music industry. So big props to the main and to Tim Kirch and to Chelsea and to all of them who, like, helped me out at the very beginning that gave me my start. That's so awesome. When it comes to, like... Being a girl, I see more and more females in the photo pit, which is mm-hmm. which is really nice because definitely, you know, six, seven years ago when all of this started, like there was a couple girls here and there, but no one wanted to take them seriously. And I didn't want to be like, oh, I'm a girl. Like, I don't want to be taken seriously. Like, I wanted them to take me seriously. It doesn't make any difference if I'm a girl or if I'm a guy. Like, I want to be looked at for the content I'm creating, not, you know, who I am or what I look like. Mm-hmm. And it was something that I was very lucky lucky to not have too many negative experiences with feeling like a minority, not only being a woman and being Asian and being, I'm not small, I'm very tall actually, so I'm, I'm like 5'8", so I'm, I'm a pretty tall little Asian gal that sticks around in the photo pit. So a little bit of a unique twist to, you know, what could have been an interesting, a sad a dark story, I guess, but I was, you know, I got the really good side of it. Luckily, I got the good, supportive, inclusive community style, family style, just welcomed. Hey, we want to help you. We want to be able to support you vibe all that. around. I yeah. love that so much. That makes me feel so like warm and fuzzy right? inside it's saying like, like, oh, there's faith in humanity. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I think that you touched on a great point of like, there are so many bands that started out with like being younger yeah. and it's like, you wanted to be taken seriously when you were younger. Like you should take other people in the industry seriously when they're younger, like make yeah. sure that like everyone kind of has like an equal chance. And I just, I, I love hearing that. Like, I think that's fantastic. And yeah, they, we, we need to have time. more of that. We And like you said, we have a lot more like women starting in the industry, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And like, I think that as we're seeing more and more younger people in the industry, like all these kind of like prejudices go away because like yeah. we're seeing all that like diversity come through on all of these different levels and then it's just normal you know and like normal, no one's judging yeah. yeah I love that thank you so much for telling your story I loved hearing about like how you got started and everything but I want you to tell us your best piece of advice that you've received or best piece of advice that you'd like to pass on um, that you've like learned over your career for us to take away and like us to practice. All right. So the best piece of advice that I've ever received, my parents have told me this my whole life. They've always said, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Mm. And that has always been something that I'm like, okay, I'm going to hold on to that. I'm going to find something that I love to do because nobody like, if you have a crappy job, like you don't want to wake up and go to your job. Yeah. Right. Like you're like, and that just does not set you up to be in a good mental place for the most part. Like if you hate what you're doing, you hate where you're at, or you don't love where you're at even like there's something lacking there. And now granted, not everyone 
can be a full-time music photographer or be a full-time singer-songwriter or be a full-time poet or whatever your creative dream may be, but as long as you can keep a part of that as being true to yourself and letting that be part of what your identity is and who you are Mm -hmm. and letting that be your passion, everything else in life is going to be not easy necessarily, but you're going to have something that you can hold on to that you love doing that Mm. is going to be able to give you the power and the freedom to be emotionally light, to be happy, to be able to have something that you look forward to doing. And also be nice to everyone that you meet. (laughs) And again, I come back to that because sometimes people aren't easy to be nice to, but you don't know, you know, how their day's been, what, what it's looking like for them right now. Like I've had interactions with people that have been absolute garbage the first time and like I'm gonna smile and nod and be nice and then I come back around and they're like hey you know last time we interacted xyz was going on sorry I wasn't in a good place and you know you never know and you never know who they are what you can create with someone what Mm -hmm. you can do what kind of bond relationship friendship content whatever you can create out of it just try try your hardest and do and succeed at being kind and loving other people yeah I love that well thank you so much Betsy for joining me today please give us a quick shout out for where everyone can follow you on social media and your website or whatever you have out there all right thank you so much for having me this has been super super fun uh you guys can follow me on instagram at betsy cothran my last name is c-o-t-h-r-o-n or if you just look up betsy nashville photographer i should come up also be sure to follow our page at hello tv with three o's we have lots of shows coming up in december we have felix cavalier from the rascals which is going to be an absolutely amazing time and that is all i have to say (laughs) y'all Awesome. Well, everyone for listening. listening, yeah, please go check out Betsy's stuff and go send her some love on Instagram because seriously, her work is amazing. And thank you so much for sharing your story, Betsy, and how you got started and your advice and everything. I greatly appreciate it. But now I'm definitely going to have to schedule a trip to Nashville. Absolutely. So Let's do then it. I can see you in the pit. Mm-hmm.